And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live today on, what day is today? Thursday! We hope everybody's enjoying their Thursday. Casey Justclair here. I am in a good mood. I've got a pep in my step. Do you know why I got a pep in my step? I'm in a good mood because we've got live high school football happening today in our area. We've got E.D. White. We've got Zachary. We've got Vanderbilt. We've got Terrebonne. We've got so much going on. If I missed your game, forgive me. I'm sure there are others around the area. We'll talk with that with Stan, uh, about that with Stan Gravois at 1215. Let's thank our sponsors, the Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. New Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. Before we talk about the high school football, I want to give a shout-out to middle school football. We've got our Lions Club Jamboree, which will be taking place over at Thibodeau High School this coming weekend. You could go on out and watch all of our Lafouche Parish, or most, if not all, of our Lafouche Parish uh, high school, excuse me, middle school football teams. I'm trying to see, is this all of them? Anyway, pretty doggone close if it's not all of them. At 4 o'clock, Golden Meadow and E.D. White. At 5 o'clock, 6 Ward versus Raceland. At 6 o'clock, West Thibodeau versus Lockport. At 6.30, West Thibodeau versus LCO. At 7 o'clock, LCO versus Lockport. And then at 7.30, Bayou Blue versus East Thibodeau. So that's the Lions Club Jamboree, which will be taking place for our middle school teams over at Thibodeau High School on Saturday, beginning at 4 o'clock and throughout the afternoon and early evening. Um, Let's talk some high school now uh, as we've got Scrimmages galore. Over the next several days, we'll be seeing our local teams compete in their scrimmages. That'll be happening Thursday, Friday. There are some on Saturday. I don't know if there are any area teams competing Saturday, but there are scrimmages Saturday around the state. It'll be so much fun seeing our local teams back on the field, seeing our local teams competing, seeing our local teams you know, hitting on an opponent that's not themselves. The big premier headline matchup that everybody's talking about, I'm going to be trying to get out there later this afternoon, of course, will be E.D. White and Zachary. E.D. White, the defending state runners-up in Division Two, taking on Zachary, who's won a zillion state championships in the last decade, you know, Coach Brewerton and all the great players there. Zachary has, oh, an Alabama commitment at quarterback. Oh, an LSU commitment in the defensive secondary with Eli Holstein at quarterback and Kai uh, Jackson over in the secondary. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. Coach Lasang is very open, and he said on play-by-play a couple weeks ago, hey, look, you know, we're going to challenge ourselves. We're going to find out right away by going up against the best. We're going to find out what holes we have. And I think what E.D. is going to find, and this is why this is so intriguing to me, is that where there are so many people who are saying, uh, yeah, you know, maybe they're the underdogs. Yeah, maybe, you know, they're going to take it on the chin. Yeah, maybe this, maybe that. E.D. White's pretty damn good, too. So I hope that Zachary understands what they're getting themselves into whenever they're coming down here and they're going to be facing E.D. White on their home field. Like, Kyle's going to have those guys ready. They play with a chip on their shoulder to begin with, much less knowing that they're going into the game, you know, athletically maybe at a little bit of a disadvantage. Because guess what? When we got to Lafayette last year for the state championship game, you know what everybody was saying? 
university is going to beat those boys. Look all them guys over and going to LSU and you know, different places that university has. And you know what that game wasn't? It wasn't a blowout. E.D. White was firmly entrenched and was firmly in that game until the final snap of it came up a hair short, but they could play at a high level. I think they're going to be looking to make a statement tonight. Hey, we're still really damn good. We're still going to be in position to make some things happen this coming year. Cannot wait to see how that shakes out. But that's just one small slice of what's a big old cake of high school football that we're going to have over the next couple of days. I mentioned it. We're going to have Tommy Minton on a little bit later in the show, actually in the next segment of the show. His Vanderbilt Terriers are going to be on the field taking on Terrebonne today. Coach Minton's crew, we forget, right? But Z.D. White gets a lot of the headlines because they made it to the Dome, and I know the game wasn't in the Dome, but that's just what we say when you make it to the championship game. They made it to the Dome. Um, Vanderbilt was just one game away from that. You know, they made it to the semifinals in Division Two. And while they did lose some prominent seniors, they do also return a lot of players, too, including an SEC running back who's only a sophomore. So Vanderbilt will be in good position again this season. And Terrebonne's got athletes for days, y'all. You know, they've got athletes for days. Coach Lewis there has got his guys ready to go. Terrebonne's still going to be young. And I think Coach Lewis is going to be in a situation this year where whatever he gets out of his crew this year, is going to be like Lanyap. If they win four games, five games, six games, whatever it may be, it's going to be like Lanyap. They're going to add two, three wins to whatever they get this year. They'll add to that with their win total next year. They're just so young. If they win, if they go five and five this fall, they're going to go seven and three next because they are playing. Last year, they played freshmen and sophomores. This year, they're going to be playing sophomores and juniors. And at, you know, naturally, as the progression goes, those juniors are going to you know, become seniors. Those sophomores are going to become juniors. As those kids get older and mature, Terrebonne's going to be better. This year, I think they're going to um, maybe not be all the way at their full potential just yet, but in the coming seasons, as those young players develop, look out, they're in a good spot because Coach Lewis is right for that program. Coach Lewis is doing a good job with those boys, getting them to buy in, getting them to believe. Terrebonne's going to be a very intriguing team to look at this coming season to see uh, how strong of a punch they're going to be packing. Tomorrow, there are games all throughout as well. Local teams facing local teams. The game that I'm going to, or the scrimmage that I'm going to be at, South Lafouche and CCA, getting pictures of the Tarpons, getting pictures of the Lions. An opportunity to see both teams get some work under the lights over at Memorial Stadium. Be a whole lot of fun to see the new cast of characters that BJ Young is going to be breaking in over at South Lafouche. BJ's very optimistic. Folks in the community are very optimistic. Even though they're replacing, hell, 19, 20 starters, Trying to think, they got one offensive lineman back. They got one receiver back. So that's, you know, two returning starters on offense defensively, maybe one or two here or there. So they're returning pretty much their entire depth chart. But they're replacing those guys with kids that the coaches are confident could actually play a little bit. You know, they think that in some positions, they may actually be a little bit better than what they were a couple of years ago. Uh, or last year, rather, when they had that run where they made it to the first round and, and you know, hosted a playoff game and, kind of caught a bad draw, whatever it may be. But, you know, expectations are still high. That's the thing. Like, the people, you can't fool the people down the body, right? Whenever the Tarpon football team is about to not have a good season or about to, you know, really not be competitive, the folks in the community know before this season even starts. That's not the vibe I'm getting. A lot of folks here in the area think this is a team that could win, you know, half of them, you know, five and five, six and four type season. Um, 
and we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. In 4A, if you win five or six, you're going to be right back in that spot where you're going to be pushing, hosting an opening round game, especially this coming season, right, where you take all the uh, open enrollment and magnet schools and everything, you remove that talent pool even further. Oh, yeah, you definitely got a chance to be at home in the opening round. So we'll be keeping our eyes on that. LSU gets a local commitment a couple days ago. I wanted to mention this yesterday, and it just slipped my mind. Kai Preen, a St. James product and athlete out there on the river. St. James is loosely the Bayou region, right? They're kind of a mix of the Bayou and the river kind of brought into one. Kai Preen is a six foot, 190-pound athlete. He's listed as an athlete by the recruiting services. He's going to play wide receiver at the next level. Had a chance to speak with the St. James football coach earlier this week. He said, hey, look, LSU's getting a really good player. And he also further elaborated and said the Tigers are in a good spot. He was talking about the professionalism of Brian Kelly and how um, just things are on the up and up over at LSU. So we certainly are happy for that. Happy for Kai. Don't know if Kai is going to actually play at any point this season. He transferred from Ascension Catholic over to St. James. He's awaiting an eligibility ruling in the coming days. Don't know if that's going to go in his favor or not, uh, but I guess that remains to be seen. And whenever that big domino flips, we will certainly let you guys know. So LSU gets another one, and it's another one that's a receiver, and it's another really damn good receiver as Brian Kelly and his crew continue to retool that roster and build up some depth. The Tigers are now up to eight Louisiana commitments, which is good to see. They're up to 21 total commitments, which is good to see. And they're up to number six overall in the class of 2023. Let's catch a break here on Play by Play. Good first segment, good energy today. We got high school football in the air. And when we get back, we're going to Tommy Minton, Vanderbilt Catholic, asking him about his team on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Friend Building Materials is inviting you to our 7th Annual Fishing Rodeo, Friday, August 19th, and Saturday, August 20th, in the same spot as always, Bridgeside Marina in Grand Isle. Scales will open Friday with a cornhole tournament at 6 p.m. Saturday's festivities include minnow races for the kids, auctions, door prizes, and more, and we'll have gator coolers for first, second, and third place in each category. This year's benefactors are the Center in Cutoff and Bridge to Independence at Nickel State University. Check out our Facebook page for more details. See y'all there. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. You may think every weather app is the same. 
until you see WeatherBug over-deliver on so many layers. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug warns you the moment lightning strikes near you, prepares you for your commute with road conditions, routes, and even cameras. With everything from pollen and air quality to severe storm risks, radar, and satellite coverage, WeatherBug prepares you for the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app, trusted by over 10 million users, today for free. Welcome back to Play by Play on this Thursday. Casey Gisclair here. We go to the phone lines for the first time today. Vanderbilt Catholic head football coach, Coach Tommy Minton, good friend of the shows, is on the line. Coach Minton, good morning, man. How are you? Oh, I am great. It is virtually the first game day of the year for us, and uh, so it can't be nothing but a good day. <laughs> I, amen. I said that in the first segment of the show. I said the exact same thing. Like the energy is just a little bit different, everybody's feeling a little bit better about themselves. I'm sure the kids are fired up. I'm sure the coaching staff's fired up. Talk about that, man. After about a month or so, or a couple of weeks at least, of hitting one another, you guys get to go hit on somebody else. Exactly, and it, you know, and that's the thing. Uh, you know, we want to see, we want to get on film and, and make sure the people we're dependent on, or we have them in the right spots. Make sure that uh, the schemes we're dependent on. Uh, we're going to be able to execute and, uh, and just get out there against somebody else besides ourselves and, uh, and 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 get this thing started. You know, I BJ Young came on the show yesterday and he actually mentioned the conversation that he had with you where you guys were talking about your preseason camps and you know you guys were talking about hey like it's kind of hard to tell whether or not to be optimistic when you're facing yourself every day because you know you don't know what it looks like until you actually face someone else. I'm sure you guys are going to leave today's scrimmage for better or for worse, having a much better idea about what your team has. Well, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, you know, you've done this long enough. I mean, I'm, this is year 38. I'm kicking off. So you have ideas and you, you kind of know, but you still need that validation against somebody else, you know. And, and, and the other thing is it's a scrimmage. So it's it's more of a control situation. Yep. The coaches will be on the field for a good portion of it. So I mean, it's 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 a it's a way to start where you can control things, hopefully limit injuries, and and just get an idea of where we're at at this point right now. You mentioned limiting injuries. That's obviously the goal of everybody whenever you're going through these things. But how have you guys navigated through camp so far? Have you stayed mostly healthy so far in camp? We have. I mean, we we we've got the normal. Uh, bumps and bruises. We've got it. We're going to hold uh, three guys out today that that would basically be starters for us uh, with ankle injuries. Uh, we have we did lose one of our top three linebackers towards Labrum, and is going to be out for the year in fall camp. So, you know, we've had a couple of stuff, a couple of things pop up, but I mean, that is the nature of this game, and it's it's, it's just something that you have to unfortunately put up with and work around. One of the things that is always so fun is I, like this is such a fun time of the year because you guys are back at it. But then there's also the the overreactions of you know okay let's say you guys play the live quarter and either win or lose or whatever it may be. People in the fan base in the surrounding area are going to treat that like it was a real game, even though it was just a 12 minute snippet. How do you make sure that people control their expectations and know hey this is a scrimmage? You know we're going to use this as a tool to get better, but ultimately we're still going to be zero and zero no matter what happens today. Well, I mean, we even, 
you know, we talked to the kids about it yesterday. I mean, we're number one, we didn't game plan for this. You know, we we have installed our base offense and defense. We're trying to get better and polish up on that. This is a situation where we get to go out there and do that and and just see if we're if we're doing the things that is gonna suit our personnel the best. Uh you said it. We're gonna walk out of this thing zero and zero, no matter what. And of course, you typically you you know you want to play well, and if if you if you're competing against somebody else, you want to be able to keep score and say you won. So you know you, that that's just normal. But uh, the bottom line is, it's another step in in, 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 the, in the progression to get ready for kicking off week one. Very good. Um, in terms of some position groups that are standing out that are impressing you, Coach, where are some spots on the field that you like where you stand so far in camp? Well, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, our starters on the whole line have, have solidified themselves and, and, and look really good. Uh, I like the fact that we've, we've, we went in knowing that Jalen Cole was going to be a great running back for us but we needed some depth behind him so we, we didn't ride him so hard early in the year and wear him out, you know. And we've had a couple of young backs step up there, so that's good. Uh, I feel like our depth at quarterback is tremendous. I, I've, never, I've never been a part of a team that's got this many quality quarterbacks on it, so I'm excited about that. So, I mean, you know, we, we, we've got some strong points there. Defensively, we're, we're – we were graduated three starters on the D line. We had three guys stepping in that are going to be seniors, but we've also got some young guys that have really stepped up. And uh, Coach Delavasso's got seven kids down there, and any one of those seven can step on the field, and, we, and, and we're fine with it. So that's a that's a lot of depth right there. He's done a good job of creating that depth with those guys. You mentioned Coleman a minute ago and obviously such an explosive player. Do you guys have a, a number, a pitch count? Is it 20 touches, 25? Like, how do you guys manage that? As you mentioned, you know, fatigue and not trying to break him down. What's that magic number that you guys are looking at? Well, I mean, today that magic number is way lower than what you yeah. just said. I mean, we, we know what Jalen can do. I want to get some of these young backs in there and get them, and get them exposed to live contact against somebody else. Uh, but, you know, on a normal night, the old saying is you, you, you do what you have to do to win, but you don't do that at the expense of, of anybody, you know, physically. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what that pitch count is as we get closer to week one. Very good. Uh, tell me about your defense. I know you just mentioned your defensive line, and you're, you're awfully happy. As a whole, how are those guys looking, man? I know you guys were so proficient on that side of the ball last year. You guys got another strong group this fall? Yeah, I feel good about it. I feel good about it. The guys have picked up the scheme, the new kids. We we moved uh, Jacob Petchow from outside backer to inside backer, and he's picked it up. He's he's going to be the leader of that defense. He's done a really good job there. And uh, you know, I, the the one thing that if we if we're thin at a position, we're thin at the cornerback spot. Uh, we, and that's the area depth wise that worries me over there. But every, every, everywhere else, I feel pretty good about it. Coaches tell me all the time that the difference between year one and year two is like night and day. You know, year one, you're kind of implementing, you're kind of teaching. The kids are learning what, you know, they can and can't do, and you're know, learning the coach and everything of the sort. Year two is kind of different. Those standards have already been set. 
for you guys, it's even, I think, more profound because year one, you were going through all that while also going to school on someone else's campus and all the chaos and everything of that sort. So, like, it must feel like you're you're coaching at a whole different situation now. Because, you know, like, everybody knows what's going on. You're back on your campus. I know you, you guys are waiting on the locker room, but things must be so much more stable now than what they were when you first got in. No doubt. Things are more stable. And, and I'm going to tell you, the, the thing you have to look out for is, is complacency. Sure. You know, we were there, – there's a lot of good coaches. I mean, I – uh, Bill Parcells will tell you he liked he liked to create a firestorm every day because that kept people on their toes, kept them from becoming complacent. And you know, last year there was no way we could come become complacent. We were constantly having to adjust, constantly having to work. And uh, so that's something that you know I've, I've talked to the coaches and the kids about. This. We we can't get complacent just because we're in a regular routine now. And uh, that's one of the things that we're on the lookout for. So, not asking you to look beyond today, Coach, but what are you guys doing jamboree-wise? Where are you guys going next weekend? Uh, next Thursday, we go to St. James, and we'll play St. James in the uh, St. James Jamboree. Okay, very good. Well, hell, man, between Terrebonne, between St. James, between E.D. White in the next three weeks, you're going to find out where your holes are, aren't you? Oh, definitely. I mean, we're playing three weeks in a row. We're playing really good football teams, and it's going to be a, uh, it's gonna be a test every week, and it's going to tell us, you know, the things we need to do to get better and improve and the, and the things that we can count on hopefully consistently being good at. Had a couple of dry days, man. I know that makes the old ball coach smile. You guys are one of the only ones in the area that don't have that turf. Chris Dugas says all the time, hey, we talk about the turf in terms of how nice it is on Friday, but it's even nicer on Monday through Thursday when they're able to practice on it. Have you guys been able to get in some dry work this week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we've been outside every day. Uh it's funny you say that. Tuesday, I think the only place it rained in home of Louisiana Tuesday was on the Vanderbilt campus, <laughs> and it rained right in the middle of football practice. Pretty darn hard too. But uh, but we stayed. We, we I mean, shoot, we we, get, we don't have turf. We can't use that as an excuse. We just got to go to work. I mean, if it rains on Friday night, we got to play in it. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, very good. Well, Coach Luke, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again soon, okay, buddy? Thanks, Casey. Y'all take care. Yep, that is Coach Tommy Minton with Vanderbilt doing such a wonderful job. He has been around a while, seen a lot of things, won a lot of ball games. He's going to have his guys in position. I like the way that what they're doing right now stacks up. You face a bunch of athletes in Terrebonne, 5A school in the scrimmage. You face St. James and <laughs> everything that they're going to be coming with in the Jamboree. Then you open up with E.D. White. It's going to be some different styles of teams, but all teams are going to be very proficient in playing the style that they're going to play. It's going to be a lot of fun to see, and we certainly look forward to seeing how the Terrier season shakes out. I know that Coach Menton is going to be having them in good position. I've been knowing him a long time. I'm just realizing that. I'm just thinking back as he's talking. Back in the day, whenever I was first coming back into the area from LSU, writing for the Tri-Parish Times in Houma, Louisiana at the time. The, the, the Tri-Parish was St. Mary. A lot of folks in the Bayou region think of Tri-Parish being Terrebonne, Lafouche, and Assumption. But the Tri-Parish Times covered St. Mary, Lafouche, and Terrebonne. And I would spend a lot of time out in St. Mary Parish covering Morgan City, covering Berwick and Patterson and Central Catholic and 
That's through Morgan City High School is how I met Brandon Nowlin, who ended up being the South Lafouche football coach, kind of uh, you know, developed a friendship there. And then some of the other friends that we have out in that Morgan City area, you know, the Case brothers, I know they're fans of the show. They listen in. We're, you know, we're good buddies with them, met them through the work that we did there. And Coach Minton was one of those guys. You know, he was over at Patterson for a long time. They had very, very successful programs. I remember the first time I met him, um, talking to him on the phone, you know, sounds, you know, and, and I, I'm saying sounds like a nice guy, like he's not. He's obviously is a very, very nice guy. But, you know, he's got, you know, very gentle voice and calm and everything. And then you see him, he's got, you know, the, the, uh, the flat top haircut and intimidating figure, big guys like, man, you're not the dude that I spoke to on the phone. And we kind of chuckled about that, but they had some really good teams at Patterson. They had some really good teams over at Central Catholic, and now they've got it rolling at Vanderbilt. Can't wait to see how their season goes. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk about some things happening in the world of sports. It is play-by-play on KLEB. Our next call-in guest will be Stan Grava at 12.15. Remember, we were doing the remote from Galliana Fresh Market on Tuesday, so we missed Stan. We're going to catch up with him today for our Terrebonne General Thursday, I guess we could call it today, but we'll be chatting with Stan at 12, uh, 15. So let's catch a break when we get back. Going over the headlines, a lot happening in the world of sports, and we'll talk about it in the next segment on KLEB. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafouche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit TG Health System. Dot com. 
like Hollywood Hogan used to do back in the day when he would play the guitar with the championship belt. You're just not doing it right if you could hear this song and not do that. It's play-by-play here on Kaylee B. We've got one hour to spend with you all. Football just makes everything better. I'm in a great mood today. Hope everybody's enjoying their days. We've actually got some NFL preseason football today, just one game. The Bears and the Seahawks. Boy, that sounds awful. (laughs) <laughs> on ESPN at 7 o'clock. I'm over here. I'm trying to hype up the game. Oh, yeah, we got the Bears and the Seahawks. Um, Sounds terrible. Watching Justin Fields and Drew Locke, who's not going to be playing because of COVID. So Justin Fields versus Geno Smith. That's a matchup that you'll be able to see in the USFL in a couple of years. <laughs> Shame on me. That's not nice. But that'll be at 7 o'clock on ESPN for anybody who's not able to make the trip to one of the local scrimmages. At 5.30, you got... Terrebonne and Vanderbilt, and then, of course, I believe at 6, uh, six o'clock you got E.D. White and Zachary. So we'll be trying to uh, keep up with everything that's happening in the world of sports. Let's talk a little bit of professional football for a second. Um, <clears throat> first off, uh, actually, you know what? Switch gears. Let's talk a little college football for a second. The Big Ten announced today that they have comp- um, completed a seven-year, $7 billion, with a B, dollar media rights agreement with Fox, CBS, and NBC to broadcast their games in an NFL-style format for the next um, several seasons. It's not going to begin this year, but it will run from July 2023 through 2030, so roughly like seven-year deal. Seven-year, seven-billion-dollar deal. Couple of notes. It was really weird this morning seeing CBS announce this and seeing and hearing the SEC music like that song playing while like a Michigan running back is running into the end zone on the promo. So in terms of CBS's perspective, they may want to look into rebranding and coming up with a different song. That's the SEC song. And I know it wasn't just me because up and down my Twitter feed are SEC fans saying, hey, uh, why are you using my song to promote this inferior product, bro? So they may want to consider rebranding and changing the music to something else because the song that I was just humming a minute ago is forever going to be the SEC song. That's the first thing. That's the petty thing. The second thing and the more serious piece of business is... um. NIL is what it is, and I'm, I'm happy that the players are able to seek out ways to create revenue for themselves. But when the Power Five schools say that they don't have money to do this themselves and they don't have the ability to offer more than just a scholarship to select players, they're lying. <laughs> like, they're just flat-out, bold-faced, lying to our faces, and we just accept the lie and don't challenge it. Seven-year... $7 billion deal. And that's just one conference. 
and that's not even the the biggest and the best conference, and it might not even be the big the the second biggest or best conference. Though, if you make the argument for Pac-12 or whatever big whoever else you argue, I guess they'll be sort of merging with some of those teams in the future. So, whoever you know, whatever it may be, um, seven billion dollars that these schools will be sharing the pie from. And reading further into the story, the Big Ten is projected to distribute $80 million to $100 million per year to each of its 16 members as part of the deal. <clears throat> so each school is getting $100 million a year. They can't afford to, you know, pay a dude you know, that he could, you know, afford his car note. He's got to go seek out an NIL deal. So that's the thing. Like, these coaches want to complain they want to get up on the podium at media day. These Jimbo Fishers and Nick Sabins and all, everybody's complaining. Dabo Sweeney, well, that Dabo Sweeney complains about everything, but they want to get up there and complain about NIL. But they don't want to address the elephant in the room, which is that the only reason why there is an NIL that has become legalized is the, two, the schools were too damn cheap to actually take care of this themselves. Because if the NCAA would have said, hey, you know, we'll just offer student athletes X, Y, and Z, and it'll be legal, then all this under-the-table NIL stuff that's kind of low-key shady happening right now wouldn't be needed. Wouldn't be needed anymore. So for the coaches that are complaining, I, I noticed that they're not complaining about their you know $10 million per year salaries, but for the coaches that are complaining... They should have instead been part of the solution, and they just chose not to. So now we have this NIL solution that really no one likes. No one likes the way it's being implemented, but it's the only option that we have. And it's the same thing that I say in all walks of life, is people are so fast and so quick to complain about something, but yet when you ask them, hey, what should we do differently, you hear crickets. They want to complain and moan and bicker and say that what we have sucks, but then they don't want to do anything about it to make it better. Oh, no one likes the NIL. Oh, it's not fair. Oh, you know, the schools are cheating. Oh, it's legalized cheating, as Lane Kiffin said. Well, then we should have come up with something better. The NCAA had 20 years of people complaining about the system, 20 years of people complaining that the players were playing for virtually free, 20 years. They offered nothing. And at the end of the day, they just said, you know what? We wash our hands of it. Y'all go do this NIL stuff. We don't care. So you get what, you know, you, you, you grow the fruit based on the seeds that you plant. They planted rotted seeds. We got rotted fruit. That is it. It is what it is. But it was mind boggling to see the amount of money that's going to go into that, knowing that the SEC is going to get even more than that. It's crazy to see. In the NFL landscape, we had some big bombshell news today. Um, Deshaun Watson of the Cleveland Browns has settled with the NFL. He will be suspended for 11 games in the upcoming season, which is up from six games, which he had previously been given. And he will also be fined $5 million and will undergo mandatory evaluation by behavioral experts, and he will follow their suggested treatment program. This is still not enough. Um, it's better than six games, I guess. 
it's still not enough for the alleged misconduct that Deshaun Watson has performed. You know, sexual misconduct with more than 25 women should result in more than just an 11-game suspension, should result in more than a $5 million fine. And look, I get it. $5 million is, a, is a, an exorbitant amount of money. I would love for that to fall out of the sky and land in my lap any day now. But for a guy who just signed like a three or $400 million deal, it's really not that big of an issue. It's like you or I being fined three or four grand. Yeah, it sucks. And yeah, it would, you know, it hurt. It would sting. It wouldn't be pleasant. But after a couple of days, once it's over with, like we would recover and move on and, you know, it would be okay. This is not going to move the needle of Deshaun Watson's life in any stretch of the imagination, unlike the women who he allegedly abused. They're going to have to live with that for the rest of their lives. So that part of it kind of sucks. On the flip side to that, it leads to a greater debate is how interesting will it be if the Browns could survive the first 11 games, finish 5-6, and 4-7, and seven, something like that, and find a way in the final six games to have a chance at the playoffs. Will Watson be enough to lead them where they're going to be trying to go? I don't know. He looked awful in the preseason. Can a guy just come cold turkey like that and make an impact? I have my doubts. I have my doubts. Then that also leads to the greater picture, which is, you know, if Cleveland's out of the playoff picture entirely, do you even bother bringing him back or do you just say, hey, we'll run this out next year? And what I mean by that is, okay, let's say the first 11 games don't go well and they're 3-8 and eight and they're out of it. What sense is it to run him out there the last six games and risk blowing out a knee, which would cost him the following season? So there's a lot of decisions that will have to be made by the Browns, and you know they already were going to be one of the most interesting teams in the NFL this upcoming year. But now that you've got this whole circus and this whole situation that will be hanging over their head the entire year, boy, it's going to be... Wrangling Brothers and Barnum Bailey out in Cleveland all year long. It's going to be interesting to see. And ironically enough, you know where Watson's first game back is going to be? In Houston, Texas. The first game he is eligible to play post-suspension is a road game on December the 4th at Houston. I think the NFL knows what it's doing. I think the NFL knows how to do a little wizardry and a little marketing. Don't think they could have made this a 12-game suspension instead of 11. They knew what they were doing. They said, hey, 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 now, let's make a little money out of this. And that December 4th matchup between Cleveland and Houston, which no one would have otherwise wanted to watch, will now probably get flexed. And the NFL is going to pop a number and steal a rating out of a game that they otherwise wouldn't have done. While punishing a player, they're going to turn it into a marketable event. That's the reason why they're the billion-dollar machine that they are today. And that's the reason why, you know, you, me, and others, we may complain about how the athletes are coddled and the athletes are this and that, and, you know, they're they're spoiled and, you know, they get slaps on the wrist when they get in trouble and this, that, and the other. You know the reason why that happens? It's all of our fault because we're still going to watch the damn games at the end of the day. <laughs> it is what it is, Bubba. We're going to complain and we're going to say this and that. Oh, he should have got suspended for a year. He should have got this. He should have got that. But all of it is hot air because on the first Sunday of the NFL season, you know where I'm going to be? 
my ass on the couch watching the games all day long. And that's why nothing changes because they're still making our money hand over fist because we're addicted to the product and we can't go without it. It's the beauty, but it's also, you know, I guess the double-edged sword of it is that we could complain and, and say that the system is broken, but we're addicted to it, so we still watch it anyway. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Stan Gravois. It is our Terrebonne General Thursday. Look forward to chatting with Stan about everything happening on the area. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard. The flip-flops before the heat wave. The prepared few. Well, not so few. Over 10 million people use the WeatherBug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. For nearly half a century, Tiger Ag Magazine has covered all things LSU sports. The 2003 National Championship with Coach Nick Saban. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. The 2007 National Championship with Coach Les Miles. Tiger Rag Magazine was there. And the undefeated season of the 2019 National Championship with Coach Ed Ordron. Tiger Rag was there with coverage from the practice field to the hoisting of the trophy. But in all these years of LSU sports moments, there has never been a more exciting time to be a Tiger fan than now. A new era has arrived at Tiger Stadium. Coach Brian Kelly has arrived in Baton Rouge with aspirations of grasping the one thing thing. that has eluded his illustrious career, a national championship. It takes hard work. It takes a commitment. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there every step of the way as Coach Kelly attempts to solidify his status in Louisiana immortality. Follow each moment with Tiger Rag Magazine on newsstands now online at TigerRag.com. Hoorah! I am Wilbur Lewis, a Vietnam veteran. With the help of some generous donors, I'm trying to get our local veterans together, along with their wives, for a Veterans Day dinner at the VFW Hall in La Rose on November the 12th at 6.30 p.m. If I have not contacted you yet and you are interested in attending the dinner, please text me your name and phone number and the branch of service, 985-637-3849-6. Three seven three eight four nine. Hoorah! Thank you. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems, 
Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Welcome back to Play by Play. We missed staying Grava on Tuesday. We were at Galliano Fresh Market doing a remote out there. Didn't have access to the phone lines, but that's okay. There's another day of the week that starts with a T for our alliteration. That's Terrebonne General Thursday with Stan, who's on the line now. Stan, what's going on, man? How are you? Hey, Casey. Uh, all's good. All's good. Getting ready for the uh, scrimmages that start today. You know it's football season when the uh, scrimmages start in the fall. And you know it's football season when I look to my left out of our radio window and see what looks like a black sky that's about to come down. <laughs> Hopefully we're able to get the games in. But, man, you know, I was talking earlier in the show about how it just just makes you feel good, right? I opened up the show saying, hey, man, I'm in a great mood. You know, we got places to go. We got things to see. This time of the year is the best, man. Everybody's always excited about what's ahead. It is. And it's, it's you know, you, you've been waiting so long. It's We crave it. And uh, I think that's what's good about it. Now, listen, we'll get tired of it. Well, I'll never get tired of high school ball. But, you know, there's so many games, so much saturation of football. But the thing that we haven't really had football for quite some time, and it's the best we have ever felt about going into a season, or at least in the last two or three years, uh, related to all the things we go through. Yeah, it's a good, it's great time. And uh, you were mentioning the weather, and I know that's always a problem. And I notice a lot of the schools have decided that if they're going to play a scrimmage and they have a regular grass sod field, they have decided to always travel for this game. So uh, most of the games are going to be on turf. All we need is a little sunshine at uh, game time, and we'll be good to go. You know, I had Tommy Minton on earlier today, and we were discussing, okay, it's scrimmage time, and everybody's excited, but along those same, you know, I guess those same sentiments is you also got to reel in and understand, hey, it is a scrimmage, and whether we win the live quarter 10 to nothing or lose the live quarter 14 to 6 or whatever, we're still 0 and 0 and got to get back to work. And it's always fun to me, Stan, because there's always that overreaction of, you know, Something happens and somebody does this or that. And as fans, we take it and we run with it. But at the end of the day, on Monday, everybody's still going to be zero and zero again. Agree 100%. I've actually seen some schools that have done this and kind of, I don't know, they set themselves up for a downfall the way they actually played their scrimmages. You know, they were not looking for the overall picture. They were sort of, going out there to win the war all in one battle, and that's not the way it's done. I would encourage fans not to get too, too riled up about this. I will say there was a time where you didn't even do a live quarter in the scrimmages for the fall. So uh, I think what you'll see today and tomorrow is, with most of the schools, they'll do a lot of work. They'll get a lot of scripted, you know, 12-play drives. They'll get some goal line in, and then they do that live quarter. And that's what a lot of people base everything off of. And I guess if you are going to get some kind of measure, that's what you would get it off of. But quite honestly, even that, especially after going through what you went through before you got to that period, is sort of a facade. Don't don't get too riled up about that, parents. <laughs> I would tell you, it doesn't matter very much. I, even the jamboree, and I hate to say that because the jamboree is always fun because, you know, 
the teams are going to be in their gear. You know, they're going to be decked out in the jerseys and everything. A lot of scrimmages don't have that. They may now more than they did in the past. But I could remember even in 1991 with uh, our state championship team at South Terrebonne, we went into the Jamboree and we had a plan. We didn't script against the other team. We didn't prep for the other team. Our plan was to do what it was, and we had a chance at the end of the game to actually win it, a a very reasonable chance. And we said, no, that's not what we're here for. So please realize that if you're a fan, don't get fanatical about it. It, There's a method to what all of these coaches are trying to get accomplished. Today over in Thibodeau, uh, if you're just a fan of guys that you may see play at the next level, we've got an Alabama commitment at quarterback in Eli Holstein. We've got an LSU commitment at safety in Kylan Jackson. We've got an Auburn commitment in Ashley Williams and as an edge rusher in the defensive end. Given some of the rumors about the school, none of them may be from Zachary, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> At the end of the day, they're coming down to Thibodeau, and they're going to be scrimmaging E.D. White. That'll be a great showcase of a lot of talent. And I know Kyle, and I said this earlier in the show, E.D. White thrives on kind of being that underdog who you know everybody doesn't kind of think has a chance in these situations. And I know that the scrimmage is, is the scrimmage, and as we just said a minute ago, we're not going to overreact to anything. But Kyle's going to have his guys a little amped up, I think, today to show, hey, look, man, we're, we're, everybody's talking about Zachary this, Zachary that. We're pretty damn good, too. Well, the one thing I will say related to scrimmages is that if you're going to do it, go against the best you can find. And I like what Kyle and them are doing a whole lot. The one thing, you know, I mention every once in a while that I, I go out on Sunday morning and play golf with some of the guys who coach over at E.D. White Again, and I know this is the old cliche, this is the old, you know, standard, don't get hurt in a scrimmage. And they're a little worried about that because the guys are going to be so amped up because they are going to want to prove that they can play with the best that there is in the state. So besides that, getting away from that, I think this is a no-lose situation for E.D. White. I, I think you go out there and you play tough and you have this measuring stick that is just going to help you. It can't hurt you. It's not like you're going to walk out of this game, or scrimmage, I should say, and go, okay, well, we couldn't play with them, so we're going to shut it down this year, right? It's not going to be like that. It's going to be a situation where they're going to go, they're going to give it their all, they're going to be able to look at film. Uh, Sometimes you learn more from things you did wrong than what you did right, and they're going to get better from it. I think it's the perfect scenario. I think it's those teams out there that are sort of, well, even that, uh, I'm rethinking just a little bit on the philosophy. I do understand if you have a team that is looking for success, like you need success because your program has been just down in the dumps. I can understand you may be going against a lesser opponent, but to get to that playoff level, you need to play an opponent that can get, now, uh, all of that being said, all of that being said, if there's nobody out there to play, I'll still play anybody because sure. hitting somebody else is a whole lot better than hitting yourself. And that, that goes without saying. But, again, as it relates to E.D. White, I think it's the perfect case for them. And it's at home, so that he, that's, that's like icing on the cake. So let's ask about this, and let's talk a little bit of college football for a second. I was Every morning I wake up, I open up Twitter, and I kind of scroll through, make sure I didn't miss anything or whatever, and I just kind of roll around in the bed for 10, 15 minutes while going through all the headlines that I miss. And this morning, 
I hear and I see a video and I hear the SEC music. And I'm like, okay, like is that is the CBS network announcing, you know, their week one television alignment or like so it piqued my interest. Then I look closer and as I, you know, kind of got the sleep out of my eyes, I'm seeing it's a video of an Ohio State running back running into the end zone and like a Purdue quarterback throwing a touchdown and it just looked weird. The SEC, or excuse me, the, the Big Ten announced that they have made a deal with Fox, CBS, and NBC, and CBS rolled it out. It's weird hearing that music and seeing another conference playing. It's going to be icky. It was creepy to me. I don't want to hear that music and see Purdue versus Northwestern. Man, it was weird. <laughs> well, do you want to see Gary Daniels going? Yes. Yeah, now, you, now that you mention it, yes, please do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one thing is, obviously, the music is uh, – the music's for the music is for CBS. I get that part of it, but it always been associated with the SEC. Not only been associated with the SEC. Gotta tell you, man, when you're going to be sitting there on Saturday afternoons and it's not that music, but that's when it's going to be really right. weird related to SEC games. Uh, I, I, I and I liked it. I I didn't have a problem with Gary Danielson. I don't have a problem with most announcers. They don't drive me to not watch the game or to throw something at the television. So all that being said, uh, it is going to be weird. Yeah, you're right. Uh, as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, and and you actually did the music pretty good too because I was like, yeah, that's yeah that you know. Uh, but I do understand that it's a business and that there's probably. So much money and all of this stuff that we can't even comprehend it, and that's what this is all about. And I guess CBS could do whatever they want with their music. It, it would take quite some time for me to get used to it. If you heard that music and you were just walking through, say, your house and you heard that music, you would stick your head in to see if it was like, you know, Georgia, Georgia against yeah, Florida yes. or the Orange Bowl. And now it's going to be like Indiana against Purdue, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, that, that doesn't interest me a whole lot. You mentioned the money. Seven years, $7 billion deal the Big, Twin, the Big Ten completed with Fox, CBS, and NBC. That's $1 billion per year. It's unbelievable the amount of money that is in college athletics, man. You know, for as long as I'm going to get on my soapbox a little while, Casey, for as long as the world has been around, if you put that graph of, you know, when I don't care what your faith is, I don't care if you're non-faith, whatever the case may be, if you're just a scientific person, the history of man, you know, technology is such a small little part, right? <clears throat> technology is basically the last hundred years, and it's actually not even probably a hundred years probably a little short of that, over all of these thousands and thousands of years that man has been on the earth, man, it sure drove the price up on everything quickly. And that's what technology has done. It has changed everything to the point of it's got a lot of good to it, but it's got a lot of bad. In this case, I don't know that the good is being used in the best possible way. It could be better used. Uh, with the money that they do all of this stuff, it could be that maybe we just sort of overvalue some of the things that are going on with sports in general. And that's tough to say when you're a sports person. But that type of money is like, man, that's that's crazy. That's 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 borderline nuts. And you know, 
if you're going to do that and the colleges are going to make that kind of money and obviously a lot of people got their hands in that pocket, it seems like we could have done a better job of spreading that out evenly to everybody who's involved, if that makes any sense whatsoever. No, I totally get it, and I totally agree. Uh, very well said. Um, LSU gets another commitment uh, from an in-state player. Feels like every single week we're talking about that. Eventually they're going to run out of spots. The latest one is from Kai Preston, who was at Ascension Catholic, who transferred to St. James. He's a four-star receiver. He's listed as an athlete, but I spoke to him this week. He's going to play receiver at the next level. He is awaiting a ruling to see if he's going to be eligible for the upcoming year. But either way, LSU is getting a pretty good one. Had a chance to speak with his coach, uh, Levante Davis, the new first-year coach over at St. James. And he was saying this, and I thought it was noteworthy. He said, man, look, it's it's night and day. Like communicating with you know these guys compared to previous regimes, it's night and day. He thinks that LSU is in a great position. And then, of course, you see the stuff out of camp with you know Brennan going out. And, you know, heck, we were suitsayers. We kind of speculated and hinted on that Saturday. Um I don't know, man. There are some things happening over in Baton Rouge, aren't they? It's been an interesting couple days. Yeah, well, first of all, they're certainly gaining traction in Louisiana, right? Maybe it just took a little time for uh, Brian Kelly to not necessarily flex his muscles, but, I don't know, get in there and, and show these people what he's about and what his vision is, but it's certainly working. It is interesting that the kid is at St. James. We don't know if he's going to play, and there's you know, so much stuff we hear coming out of St. James. I'm curious to see how that's all going to pan out. Nonetheless, listen, the neighbor's kid who was a wide receiver at LSU who had a really good year last year did not play his senior year. He went over to Southside High School and last yet and was ruled ineligible to play there. And he said, that's okay. I'm going to sit here and I've already signed LSU. So he's in pretty good shape to, you know, take over his reign at LSU and had a good year. So I could still see Preen doing extremely well. And yeah, you feel for... You know, uh, Brennan, uh, just because I don't know what he's done and how he's tried to stick true to LSU, and, you know, we were hoping it might be one of those, I don't even know if you could call it a Cinderella story, one of those great stories where a guy persevered and stuck to the school that he chose initially, but it just didn't seem to work out. And all of the talk about them having a mobile quarterback and a quarterback maybe who could do some things on the run seems to be coming true again i just put my full faith in most coaching staffs i think they know what they're doing and they know what they need for their particular program so i'm assuming that that's exactly what lsu is doing also so i asked taylor griffin this yesterday and i'm going to ask you this you were a former coach and i know you follow this program as well as the lsu program and again i'm going to ask you the question the same exact way that i asked taylor i have no knowledge nor information that this is even a remote possibility the young man said he's done playing football i have to take him at his word but it's our job here as radio hosts and personalities to come up with hypotheticals and what ifs if miles brennan in a week says hey i'm okay i you know i i miss this i want to go back and i want to play and he calls tim rebo in the middle of their camp does rebo take the call and does he ponder miles brennan going to Thibodeau? I think Tim Rebo takes the call, and I think he listens to what's going on and tries to understand what's going on. Uh, if you saw Miles Brennan in that little three-game stretch when he was able to play, you'd be ridiculous not to at least entertain the call. I, I know it's, the timing is not good. The timing is not 
not only is it not good, it's horrible. Yes. I mean, that's the worst thing about the whole situation. If it would be, you know, at the beginning of the summer or whatever, I would say we're in a heartbeat, Tim Rebo, or anybody else accepts that call and talks about it. I don't know if the timing's real good for right now, but at worst, if you had Miles Brennan as your backup for a while, (laughs) what's wrong with that? Uh, I know most people would say, well, he ain't going to go and be a backup at Nichols. I mean, he wouldn't even do it at LSU. I get that. On the other hand, are we really getting into that day and age where Miles Brennan might sit around and wait for a quarterback to get hurt (laughs) and then go to school, (laughs) you know? And I don't think you could do that. I think you would probably have to be enrolled from day one of that particular semester. But I have to just assume that maybe he's gotten to a point at his age where he's saying, you know, my life's got to start. Yeah. The only thing is it makes you realize how you have to be in the right place at the right time, and you have to be lucky. There's a lot that goes into all of this. Can you imagine if Joe Burrow would have never ended up at – LSU and would have gone to Cincinnati, right, and not won a national championship, not been a Heisman Trophy winner, and then barely get a chance maybe to play in the next. You know, I mean, all of those things come into play with all of this, and unfortunately, Miles Brennan is, you know, the polar opposite of what happened, uh, certainly, to Joe Burrow. You know what's crazy about that, and I do want to ask you about the Saints, but, you know, as you're mentioning that is, Okay, let's let's speculate that Brennan doesn't get injured in the COVID season. LSU probably wins more games. Let's then speculate that Brennan doesn't get injured preseason. I think that they would have beat Auburn. I think they would have beat UCLA. Like Coach Ogeron may still be at LSU, so there's no Brian Kelly. Like you, I, I, we could do an entire show on all those what ifs. It's crazy to think of it like that. Oh yeah, it's listen. Uh, I sit down and think of movie scripts, like what if movie scripts, how we could make this story about what if this would have happened? What if this one little thing in time would have happened a little different? One of the memes I saw, and I hate to take up your time, but I think it was great. It's sort of sports related. Is that at the end of like 1970, when the Buffalo or 69 Buffalo Bills threw a touchdown pass at the end of their last regular season game, and because they threw that touchdown pass, they were they had to go up in the draft a little bit, and they actually wanted somebody else, but they ended up getting O.J. Simpson. <laughs> they get Simpson, and because they get O.J. Simpson, who actually was obviously a really good player for them, but that's where he met Nicole Brown oh. right, while he was with Buffalo. So somebody would say, somebody said, if they would have, if that pass would have been incomplete for that touchdown. Like, if that receiver would have dropped it, it would have changed all of history, yes. right? So that's that's one of those scenarios. I know it's getting a little deep into things, but you're right. It, if, if if was a skiff, we could all go partying this weekend. Oh, my goodness. You're going to have me fascinated on that the whole rest of the day. The Saints are playing on tomorrow against the Green Bay Packers out in the uh, – it ain't frozen right now, but out in Lambeau Field. Um, Saints have been working with Green Bay throughout the week. Uh, don't know if we're going to see Winston. Likely not, though he did practice a little bit today. Um, what are you hoping to see? Just kind of same old, same old, stay healthy, look good, you know, not a lot of penalties, all that usual stuff? Yep, just the same stuff. Uh, I would like to see Andy Dalton play really well again. He had a good first series in that game. I'd like to see Ian Book play better. He does not look confident whatsoever, and I wish that he would get a little confident. And 
I would like to see just some semblance of a run game. Yes. Just something. Just just a little hole. Just like a seven-yard gain on a run, you know, because uh, I don't care if it's Kamara, and I know he, how great he is, but, man, that, that, it's got to get a little bit better with the run game. Yep, I agree 100%. My friend, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again on Saturday. Can't wait to talk about all that high school football, man. All right. See you all later. Everybody have fun at the scrimmages. Yep, that is Stan Gravois doing a wonderful job. We love his perspective and everything that he offers. I agree 1,000% with his sentiments about the Saints. They've got to find a way to start running the football because guess what? Back in the gap when Drew Brees was in his prime throwing for 5,000 yards every year, you didn't need to run the ball. <laughs> You don't, you don't supply the right help to Jameis Winston and Andy Dalton. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. Dalton was a, a Bengal who failed his way into being a backup. Winston had the Tampa Bay roster that they currently have. Couldn't even make the playoffs with it. We see what Tom Brady's doing. Like You've got to supplant these quarterbacks with some help. And running the football will do that. Playing great defense will do that. New Orleans does play great defense. Running the football would go a long, long way in enhancing and making that roster the best that it could be. It's play-by-play on Kaylee B. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to continue the train roll, and we're going to talk about some things happening in uh, national sports, maybe a little college sports. Then we'll catch another break and get to our betting picks. We'll be right back on KLEB. KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Make this the summer event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right ones should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 3-2 stall restroom air-conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at bizcom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fouchon, Abbeville, and Reserve. Looking to achieve a 
healthier lifestyle but have little time, the Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. just knew as soon as I got here I knew today was going to be a great day like usually I wake up at like 9 9 30 kind of do a little loose show prep I do a bunch of show prep you know at night before going to sleep doing a little show prep catching on up on everything that I missed overnight today I was up early woke up at 7 30 go get my windshield fixed Driving yesterday on 308 here. Bam. Look, see, got the little bullseye, little spider web on my windshield. Like, man, what the? Then look at my speedometer and see, oh, yeah, you're doing oil change too. So went, get the window fixed and went to 3T oil change family or uh, proud uh, sponsor partner of a uh, coastal broadcasting. They're going to be joining our tarpon football team uh, for radio sponsorship for the upcoming season. Shout out to them. Spent a bunch of money this morning. Like it shouldn't be something that made me happy, but there was just something in the air, right? I just knew today's going to be a great day. Couldn't understand why I knew today was going to be a great day. Then I get here and I realize, you know what? Today's a great day because we've got high school football, right? And then I talked about that in the first segment of the show, but I just saw something like all the stars are aligning. The universe is aligning. The, the everything that we need to be in play is in play. All the makings of a great day. Just saw a Facebook post from a friend of mine. Uh, I'll shout out her name. She, she, you know, she's a friend. She's not going to mind. Miss Consuelo Semino, who shared a photo of her, um, uh, Child asking for a little extra lunch money today. Why? Today's a gumbo day in Lafouche Parish in the school system. Like, you know it's a great day whenever it's a chicken and sausage gumbo day. I actually just made that comment on my social media. There's no joy in the world like the joy of a child hearing in the morning announcements during homeroom that there's chicken and sausage gumbo for lunch. Ain't that the truth? There is nothing like Lafouche Parish school system chicken and sausage cafeteria gumbo. I don't know what the recipe is. Jared Martin, if you're listening to the show, Mr. Kenny Delcom, who I know does listen from time to time, if you guys come up with that recipe and sell it, the world will be extremely happy. You guys will be able to give the teachers a raise. All of the problems will go away. Obviously, I'm being silly and tongue-in-cheek whenever I say this, but to our cafeteria workers, if any of y'all are listening, the chicken and sausage gumbo in our Lafouche Parish school cafeterias is absolutely amazing. It fires up the students every time it's being served to no end. Like they gets them, it makes their day. And me seeing today that that's on the menu makes my day for them. I'm happy for them that they're getting that treat and are enjoying that throughout the course of their day. 
Let's talk some sports. You guys are tired of hearing me talk about gumbo and being silly and everything on this day. Um, interesting news and notes. And we talked about Watson earlier in the show. We talked about uh, the Big Ten earlier in the show. You can catch all that in the archives, um, which will be up. I updated a last couple of shows uh, this morning. So that should all be up to date. And then I'll get today's show updated um, a little bit later today. So we should be fully caught up. Um, interesting to see that the college football playoffs is discussing the possibility and the potential of restructuring how college football is governed, according to ESPN, and they're considering de-affiliating the college football playoff and ripping apart from the NCAA. Y'all, and this goes along the same lines as the rant that I was making earlier about NIL and the schools making gazillions of dollars and the NCAA's unwillingness to you know, create things that could force, you know, some positive change. <clears throat> the NCAA is going to die within the next five to 10 years. Like the schools just don't need them anymore. The conferences are making so much money through television now. And, you know, the NCAA was there historically to police and enforce the amateurism of college athletics. There ain't no damn amateurism left. The guys are now making money. They're being purchased to go to selective schools via an NIL deal, which is actually a bribe. There's no more amateurism left. So as a result, there's no more no more need for the NCAA to exist. It's just a middleman. Like They're just getting a cut off of the pie for what? They're not offering anything. So this was very interesting to hear and see is that the college football playoff was trying to rip away from the NCAA, which if that actually happens, there's no reason for the association to still be in existence governing at least the Power Five conferences. Now, what happens with the lesser conferences, and I say lesser, smaller, the less revenue-generating conferences, Sun Belts and that of the world, do they still need an NCAA to govern them? Maybe so. But what we're going to see, and I'm telling you, in the next five to 10 years, the SEC, the Big Ten, Pac 12, or whatever, and, I, and I'm saying all these conferences, like, um, I understand that those conferences are going to probably merge into some sub conferences and whatever, like the SEC and the ACC make quasi merge, kind of like the Big Ten and the Pac 12 are quasi merging together. So, how it's going to look is going to be different. But those conferences are going to have so much power and so much television backing. And and as we said earlier in the show, the billions literally with a B of dollars behind them. They're not going to need the NCAA anymore. They're not going to need a governing body to lay out sanctions and to suspend this school and that school and say, hey, you're not eligible to play. So here's what happens. Okay. Let's say tomorrow the NCAA says, all right, LSU basketball, you guys are sanctioned. You can't make the NCAA men's basketball tournament for the next four years. What's stopping an entity similar to the college football playoff from saying, we're going to just host our own 68-team tournament aside from the NCAA, and to hell with your ban and sanction, we're taking everybody. Same with football. If the college football playoff rips away from the NCAA, but the NCAA tries to sanction a school for three years. Oh, you can't play in the bowl game, no postseason. 
Well, if the postseason isn't affiliated with you, to hell with you. We're not going to listen like we have no reason to listen. We're not governed by you anymore. They're stripping the power away from the corrupt organization that has held it for years. And I don't know if it's going to work because at the end of the day, like we do need some rules, right? We do need some governance, right? We do need some form of control and some form of guidance or else it's just the wild, wild west people are doing whatever. That's not good for anybody. But the NCAA has mismanaged their power and has not evolved with the times and has not, I'm trying to think of the right word, has not um, been innovative enough, hasn't had the foresight to see some of these changes that are happening, or if they did have the foresight, they thought they were just powerful enough to just kind of strong arm their way forward, even through the changes. And now these conferences have gained so much power that the NCAA may no longer be needed. It's going to be super interesting to see the future of college athletics. Y'all, I could do a whole, not even 90-minute, I could do a whole 10-hour show on that because the college coaches are interested and they're as curious as we are. But this is a crossroads moment. And seeing this headline today, let me know, damn, like this is really happening, isn't it? College Football Playoff Board is discussing the possibility and the potential of restructuring how college football is governed, and the NCAA may not be a part of it, which is just historic. This story is kind of buried at the bottom of the ESPN newsfeed. This is historic. This is big-time stuff that's happening right before our eyes. College, the, the college athletic landscape is changing rapidly, and what we have now and what we're going to have five years from now is going to be completely night and day. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break when we get back. I got some betting picks for you all. Today's been a really, really good show, and we'll wrap it up and put a bow on it in the next segment on KLEB. The music on the bayou, the all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. The opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. It has been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S.com. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. 
We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the app store or get it on google play place your order choose your curbside pickup time and your rouse's markets personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car it's just that easy rouse's markets feels like home About three, four minutes to go here on Play by Play. We thank everybody for listening. I thank Tommy Minton for his time. I thank Stan Gravois for his time. It's been a good show. And I'm, most importantly, we thank our sponsors for their time. The Blue, uh, Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. New Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors are Price's priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Reminder, join us on Saturday, two days from today at 10 o'clock for the Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts. We're presented by Terrebonne General, but sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. Moves me. I know I say it every time I mention the sponsors and you guys are tired of hearing it, but it, it moves me to see the the business and community support that we have. Um, can't wait. You know, we're here. We're, high school football is here. This is why we created this show a year ago. Uh, we didn't have high school football season a year ago on play by play because we started the show in December after the high school football season had ended. Uh, but this is the reason why we're here, and and I absolutely can't wait to get it rolling. Betting picks, and then we'll get out of here. Look, open up your FanDuel app like right now because this game is going to be starting at 110. I like the Astros to cover the minus 130 money line against the White Sox. Luis Garcia throwing for Houston against Lucas Giolito. Giolito has not been very good this year. A whip of 1.5. He allows a bunch of base runners. Houston um, and Chicago's actually played a really good three-game series so far. The last of the four-game series will be today, and I think Houston's going to take advantage of it. Huh, let's see what else we got on the list of games for today. I'm going to take this one, which is the New York Yankees covering a minus 140 money line over the Toronto Blue Jays. There's value in the Yankees right now. Everybody is kind of off New York. You know, the public money has not been good on New York, but they've been slumping. Everybody's so eager to kick them while they're down. That's a mistake. The Yankees won a thriller yesterday. I think that they're going to get hot again sometime soon. Today's a good matchup. They're facing Jose Barrios, who has an ERA of 7 on the road, 7.5 on the road. Frankie Montes is throwing for New York. I think the pitching matchup is good. We get the better team. We get the better pitcher. We get the home team. Those are the three ingredients that we're always looking for. I like the Yankees to take advantage today. I'm going to do something different today. I usually don't take run line totals. Unless of their, I, I, excuse me, I usually want to take run line totals that are more than minus a run and a half. 
Today I'm taking the Padres minus two and a half runs over the Nationals. Minus two and a half in a major league game is a lot. It's a lot. I can see that. But they're facing the Nationals, who are terrible. <laughs> you Darvish is throwing for San Diego. He should be able to navigate through that Nationals lineup. And Anibal Sanchez is throwing for Washington. He's just not an MLB guy anymore. And I like Anibal. He's a former Brave. He had a great season with Atlanta. He's 0-5. His ERA is 7.2. His whip is 1.6. Like, enjoy it while it lasts. Anibal, you're not going to be on a roster next year. Uh, he's given up 10 home runs in 30 innings. San Diego is far, far better than Washington is, and I think that they're going to take advantage and get a blowout, you know, 6-2 to two type win at home today. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be recapping the things that happened in the Thursday scrimmages. We'll be previewing the things that we expect to happen in the Friday scrimmages. Keep the radio dial right here on KLEB. We've got some great music that will be coming up after this, and we'll be back tomorrow. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Stay dry, stay safe. God bless you all. Thanks for listening. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.